Hey, I'm Ken Pettit. And I'm Martin Frazier. And we are Loud Americans Discussing Soccer, better known as Lads. Lads. <sighs> okay, today is Wednesday, October 13th, 2021 from South Boston in Mooresville, North Carolina. Um, Martin, we got some international break blues right now, baby. Yeah, you've heard of seasonal depression, but have you heard of international break depression? <laughs> because it's a real thing, man, and I am I am hitting it hard right now. Uh, actually, it creeps up that's on a you. Lie. I, I'm actually doing all right in terms of my sports world. Uh, I mean, the Turkish Grand Prix, Max Verstappen extended his uh, championship lead. Uh, the Eagles beat the Panthers on Sunday, uh, and you know people stay getting hurt during the international break. So those are my only woes right now. Right, yeah, it it does creep up on you. The international break happens a little too often, um, and I don't know. I U.S. men's national team have given me another reason not to care about them this time. Um, yes, um, I guess we can talk a bit about that in a little bit, but um, I just I just feel so just uh, what's the word where you just feel nothing about something like non empathetic or what's Numb. the word like indifferent. Like, mm-hmm. I just feel so indifferent about the U.S. men's national team and Greg Berhalter. Like, say what you want um, about our boy uh, Klinsman or whatever. Like, he at least made it at least interesting. You know what I mean? He had, like, he had, like, he had the credentials to back up his game as well. Like, yeah, I mean, we've been saying that it feels like we've been saying the same thing since Berhalter was uh, nominated as the front runner. I mean, he's an MOS guy. We know the future has a ceiling uh, for these uh the future golden generation of U.S. men's national team. They have a, a serious ceiling with Greg Burhalter as a coach. And I mean, I feel like that's pretty obvious to any soccer uh, viewer at this point. And it just seems like we're stuck in the mud. Our tires are nah, spinning, dude, but we aren't They're still anywhere. deniers, and it sucks. Like, you know, I think there's still people thinking he can ride this ship. And I don't see it. <laughs> I really don't. I, I've never really seen it in it. I've seen like glimpses sometimes, but you see some of these lineups he's putting out, Martin, and what are we doing? I don't know. Yeah, and, and the nuts thing is Klinsman was working with, you know, the likes of a very aging Clint Dempsey, uh, Brad Friedel in goal, uh, my man Jermaine Jones, Yosi Altidore. And this, this guy has, like I said, uh, one of the, you know, greatest prospect groups coming up through the ranks to pick from. And it just seems absolutely absurd. His, his team choices and his tactics, every single international game. I'm glad I'm a England fan so I can, you know, wait for my misery. <laughs> you can go on uh footy Twitter and bitch about Jack Grealish on the bench. Yes. I love it. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, well, maybe we'll talk some more about us men's national team later, but the big news uh, over the past week, and obviously we miss. Uh, the Premier League the week before with uh, Man City Liverpool and all that stuff. We're just going to skip over that. We missed that week. Our bad guys. Uh, so we're just going to hop to like some more relevant stories, which Martin, we were talking about like what we do for the show. And then um, we almost already forgot because it's been a few days. The massive, massive news in the Premier League with the Newcastle takeover. Oh, uh, I think if you are a tune. You ought to be pissed. Yeah, I get that Mike Ashley. <laughs> no. A, he was a horrible, 
Okay, I'm not denying I'm no, not denying no Mike doubt. Ashley was horrible, but if you're at tune, you are ecstatic right now. Did you see outside their stadium? <laughs> it was Dude, absolute I, I, scenes. It, it's different for me um, because I, I I do feel like I, I obviously have a, a hatred of all these you know um, consortiums owned by states uh, getting into the Premier League and and taking over these Premier League teams. I think it's it's dangerous not only to the game but to the to the principles that the game tries to uphold. Um, and I, I I hate this move and and that's not because I think Newcastle is going to be the next Manchester City, but I, I hate it on the sole fact that. Um, this consortium is literally owned by the crown prince of Saudi Arabia, who, if we roll back a couple years, was quite literally involved in the chopping up of a, a journalist. Um, so, yeah, this leaves a horrible taste in my mouth. Um, I, I, I go ahead. I, I, I hate it. OK. All right. What I'll say. So I guess the, we'll do like the actual like, you know, NPR news part of it. So Newcastle was taken over by, I believe, uh, a Saudi Arabian-led uh, takeover, but they've made rules, so it's not the actual country taking over, but it's, like, the uh, president or whatever. Um, the crown prince. Yeah, the yes, dude who yes. ordered it. Yes, whatever. Uh, I I don't know anything about, really, too much uh, on whatever's going on in Saudi Arabia. Call me crazy. Uh, but it's a $320 billion takeover. Um, just for perspective, the second highest, I think, would be, like, PSG, uh, with like 250 billion, and then it drops all the way down to Man City with 23 billion, which is crazy to think that Man City uh, looks small potatoes. That's why it's also kind of ridiculous just the amount of money that this person has. Like, um, and my whole thoughts on it is essentially, I don't really like, I get very upset uh, at the whole like Saudi oil money stuff like that. I just really don't like billionaires in general. <laughs> That's just me. So I don't care for a lot of them. Obviously, there's much worse ones than other ones. Um, so that doesn't really bother me too much. I do get where you're saying where it's taken away from the game, but it feels as though like now that. So why is it unfair that Newcastle does it does this when Chelsea has done this and Man City has done it? Or is it just it's not right that either of them have done this either? Well, I think that it's a a difference um, when it is a you know individual billionaire um, or a group of billionaires taking over a club, and, and trust me, I think that's just as you know pretty foul um, when you when you look at what these billionaires uh, have done and or could do. Um, but I, I do think there is a big difference when it is a state led consortium that is taking over an English football team, and I get. I, I get that, you know, $320 billion is nothing to, to you know, say no to. But I, I have some serious issues with the Premier League saying, say no to racism. You know, love is love. Uh, we ought to support all these social causes. And then we turn around and say, yeah, yeah, uh, these Saudi Arabian fellows who, who have a, you know, horrible history of human rights abuses, um, whether it's in Qatar or, or Saudi Arabia or uh, in, in Russia with uh, uh, Roman Abramovich uh, and, and we'll just take money from them but we still expect our players we still expect our fans to uphold these moral values that we that we uh, promote so I think it's uh, hypocrisy and I think it's the same thing that's going on in you know Formula 1 there's a race in Saudi Arabia there's a race in Qatar and yet it's the, the whole overwhelming scheme um, from you know the political side of things of Formula mm -hmm. 1 is we race as one and so it's just hypocrisy at the end of the day. 
And oh no, yeah, for I mean, sure. Money freaking talks. Yeah, money but freaking it, talks. No, I, Marin, we're talking about major billionaires, uh, international soccer, FIFA, Premier yeah. League. And I mean, it just goes and runs the course. I'm just saying, I'm happy for the tunes. <laughs> I get what you're saying. Like maybe the game is gone, but like these guys have gone through some shit, being relegated, and you know, consider themselves not like the greatest history, but they had like Alan Shearer and whatnot. Um, but you know, if I'm, I'm, you know what? Fuck it. Good for them. They're going to be picking up Erling Holland, Mbappe, uh, Sergio Ramos. You know, they're just going to pick up Van Dyke, whatever they want, man. They're, I saw that they're allowed to do two hundred million per uh, transfer window for financial fair play. That's wild. That's so much money, and they can just spend all two hundred, like without yeah. even thinking about it. You know how we usually get stoked about you know transfer rumors in in summer. This January transfer window is going to be absolutely clucking nuts. If, you know, Newcastle's at the edge of relegation and I mean, shoot, there is no way uh, this this new owning group is going to allow Newcastle (laughs) to be relegated. So they're just going to dump all two hundred and twenty million dollars into this team in January. So I think it's going to be nuts. But at the same time, it it goes back to the to the point. I mean, how 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 can we look at what Newcastle is doing and then turn around and look at Leicester City, who has who has really cemented a name uh, for themselves in the Premier League through the hard work and, and you know, hard transfer decisions and, and trusting in guys like Jamie Vardy, Mark Albright, and Casper Schmeichel. Uh, and, and so, yeah, Newcastle, you just got bought out. Let's see you at the top of the league. I, I mean, I, I always go back to, you know, money talks. It's the same as Manchester City in 2008, same as Chelsea in 2003. Same as PSG in, you know, what was it, 2010 ish? Um, I guess, you know, it's a universe Chico, but that's what it is when money's involved. And I mean, when we're talking international football, when we're talking about domestic league football, of course money talks. So, I mean, I've always hated Newcastle. So, I mean, nothing much changes for me. I still hate Newcastle just with a little bit more passion. Yeah. Um, sucks to be a Sunderland fan right now. Jeez. That's. <laughs> That's, yeah, that's um, that's tough days. Um, yeah, I don't know. I my final thoughts on this whole Newcastle thing is that you know it was bound to happen to another club. Uh, do I like not love it? Probably not that much. If I'm I'm rooting for the tunes a little bit because like good for them, but I don't know. I mean, you can spend a lot of money and still really fucking suck. I mean, look, Arsenal spent all this money in this transfer window more than like any club in England and still mid table at best. I mean, PSG and Man City have spent so much, still can't win the Champions League. I mean, it's the money is definitely going to help like tremendously, but I don't know. You still need to have some chemistry and a good coach and, you know, make good transfers. So what what do you think about that? I mean, yeah, but I, it always goes back to the point when I argue with Manchester City fans when you compare United's, uh, you know, transfer history and, and transfer spending compared to Manchester City transfer spending and, and wage structure and everything like that. Um, where's this money coming from? You guys, uh-huh. Arsenal, for example, um, this is money that you guys have earned by being in the Premier League for the past five. This is money Manchester United has earned by being in the Premier League, winning trophies for the past 20. Uh, and, and, you know, it, it goes all the way down the chain to Burnley, uh, Leicester, uh, these these clubs have earned their money that they are spending, and it just it's a cheat code. I'm gonna keep going back to it's a cheat code for Newcastle, who has who's a shit club. 
let's be completely honest with ourselves. Oh, yeah, yeah. They no, are you're right. a bad club. Um, and there is no way, unless, you know, a, a miracle on ice happened like Leicester, that they would even come close to competing in the top 10. So, yeah, it, it's it's all about where the money is coming from. It's not necessarily about the money being spent. It's where the money is coming from. And, and Newcastle, I mean, yeah, in the 90s, they were great. But I can't say that they deserve to, you know, get all these new players when you look at the likes of Leicester, like I said, who have earned their place in the Prem. Even, you know, go to Southampton. I mean, Southampton has been, you know, trundling it out and, and you know, selling players uh, year in and year out. But they have earned their place and they have earned the money to spend. So, yeah, it, it rubs me the wrong way. Uh, Newcastle, I really hope you guys go the Manchester City route and, you know, make some poor transfer decisions. Get Gareth Barry, Stephen Ireland. Uh, John and, Joe Shelby. You know, kind of, in the mid table, John Joe, stick around. I I said this in the group chat. Uh, I know everybody's hot on uh, Alan Saint Maxima. I think he's a phenomenal player, but I can guarantee you he's sold in the next two years because that entire core <laughs> of the team is going to be. I know sold. That team is done, dude. I mean, yeah. there's already Steve Bruce. He's out the window. Sacked before his two. It's it's fucked up, man. This is I if I mean if this was my be money, you know, competition, actually competing for trophies and stuff. True, but I mean, it's it's eroding the history of the club in a way. Yeah, I don't know. It's just funny that all the players were like celebrating and it's just like, dog, you're out. Like, you yeah. aren't, you aren't going to see this. <laughs> you aren't seeing this. You won't see the the final product of, what this, yeah. <laughs> of what's going to Some come. Some long stuff? Yeah, dude. You aren't playing any more games come January. I mean, Steve Bruce, I, I think that is so fucked up after all he's done to keep Newcastle alive. And Fuck Steve Bruce. You're just going to show him the window. I don't, I'm not losing any sleep. Steve Bruce is just like, he's just a Mike Ashley, like a uh, pawn. He just likes him that he just isn't controversial and just, you know, <laughs> it's just, he's just like a good old English man. Like, la di da, you know, we did our best out there today. That's all we could do. And then, you know, moves on to the next game. I don't know. Um, Okay, uh, I don't really have anything else on the Newcastle stuff. Um, I guess we can talk about uh, what there was the Nations League Cup too, wasn't there? With France and Spain played in it. Yeah, and there was some controversy in France winning that as well. I don't know. If oh, you saw that, Kev. the Mbappe off- offside. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so if y'all didn't watch bad. the Nations League final, um, I didn't either because fuck international break. Um, but, uh, France and, and Spain were playing a thrilling, uh, one, one draw at a uh, time where, you know, Spain was, you know, punching above their weight class and, and looking like they were the better team on the pitch. And Mbappe was sprung, uh, from the midfield and was clearly off sides. Uh, and he scissored, uh, the goalie and, and slotted at home. Gorgeous goal, no doubt but clearly offsides to the point where even the commentators like 30 seconds before the VAR decision came out were saying, yep, this is going to be overruled. Yep. No chance here. Clearly. Easily. I've watched it a hundred (laughs) times and I'm like, how am I better at this sitting on my ass at home than you guys in the booth or on the field? (laughs) Like just call me in dog, like fucking copter me in. I will tell you if that's on or offside. I don't get it. How the average dumbass Joe like us can just be at home being like, well, this is obvious, and everyone consensually is just 
consensually, <laughs> consensusly, <laughs> or like consensusly? yeah, I like that word. Consensus. Thank you. Thank you. We all <laughs> we are all consenting to the same notion that that is not <laughs> correct. Um, I don't know, man. Um, I mean, I love France. I love Deschamps. I love that whole squad. I love Benzema's finally in the squad after a decade of being exiled, and he's just obviously killing it. Um, I don't know, but that was egregious. Yeah, that was that was real bad. Remember how we were talking about money talks in in uh, football? I, I think there was some money involved in this because I I don't know how in any lifetime someone could say that was onsides and fair play. But you know, uh, sometimes you need some luck. Sometimes you need some bribes. And France won a trophy. Uh, and who knew that there was a nations league? And who knew you got a trophy for international qualifiers? Man, the fuck is happening to this sport? Yeah, I guess Deschamps makes up for going out against uh, who was it? Switzerland in the mm-hmm. Euros. So um, I don't know. Did you also see like Mbappe talking about the French national team? There's a couple of headlines from that. What did he say? Did you see the quotes from that? No, I did not. What did What did Mbappe say? Oh God, I'm looking it up. He said something about maybe taking off from the French team if it's not working or something. I saw Neymar said that that this is going to be his last World Cup. Well, Neymar is kind of a shitty player. That doesn't surprise me. Oh, yeah. So I, I want to know what Mbappe said. Okay, can you hear me? You're breaking up a little bit, but I think you said you want to hear what Mbappe said, right? Oh, yeah. Yep. Okay. Um. So he said that... I have always placed the French national team above everything, and I always put it above everything. A little repetitive there. Um, Oh, okay, because I guess there was a little, like, during the Euros, they were getting a little upset at each other because he got such a big head. Um, So he pretty Mm, much said... I remember that, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he was saying if the French national team is happier without me... um, it is like that, like, you know, if it's the most important, th- if the French pretty much saying if the French national team is better without me, then I'll step away for a little bit if I am a problem. So, I mean, actually not that bad of a thing. You know, if he's I think uh, if team chemistry, especially with international teams is so important, if he's saying that, you know, if I'm going to cause some problems, maybe I got to work on myself for a little bit. But I don't know. What, what do you make of that? I mean, I think it's a a pretty mature statement. Um, I know from reading some PSG fans uh, comments uh, during the recent League One games that they have a problem with Mbappe's ego and and don't think he necessarily pairs well with Neymar, um, Icardi, and, and Messi. Um, and and this isn't the first time. <laughs> it's, you literally, like, that's so crazy that you said that statement, that they don't pair well. Not that you said that, but they believe that. It's like, how does that not work? <laughs> oh, shoot. I, 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 don't, I don't know the answer to that. Um, I, I, I have read comments uh, saying that, and I, I do think that, I mean, I think that he is such a phenom, it, it kind of makes sense that there is kind of an ego behind that uh, phenomenal ability. So I guess it checks out. I don't know enough about um, the French League or PSG or Mbappe to, you know, form a, a real opinion on that. But I do recall in the Euros, um, him and Griezmann were getting into it as as well. So, I mean, maybe there's some truth to that. And, and I do think it, it takes a, a pretty mature uh, young man to say, if if I'm the problem, I will step away, um, especially when he is a, such a huge talent that he is. Um, but kind of jumping ship, 
off the Mbappe thing, I, I want to go back to what you said about Kareem Benzema. I mean, uh, I think Kareem yes. Benzema, since Ronaldo has, has left Real Madrid, that man has 1,000% stepped into the shoes as the main man and is completely deserving of a second chance on uh, the France national squad and is repaying them in full. I mean, the goal against Spain was an absolute butte. Um, he's got, I believe, uh, nine goals in eight games for Real Madrid this year. He kicked ass all last year for Real Madrid. Um, and, you know, there are a couple shouts for Kareem Benzema to win the uh, Balloon d'Or. And, I mean, I, I can't, you know, I, I don't necessarily I think he should. I kind of want to vote for him. Yeah. <laughs> Just because, like, there, we're going to look back on the decade of Ronaldo and Messi and be like, how didn't Luis Suarez, how didn't Kareem Benzema win a Ballon d'Or? And it's going to be like, ah, because these two were in the way. Pretty much, pretty much. And, and you know, the biggest question out of my mouth concerning the Balloon d'Or is how did Modric win a Balloon d'Or? I'm, I'm still stuck on that. I, we don't have to get into Actually, we will get into the Ballon d'Or because the nominations got leaked and then revealed uh, for the top 30. Leaked <laughs> um, <but laughs> and then revealed. <laughs> this is what sounds happens. like Kareem Benzema's sex tape with uh, his uh, teammate's wife. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> people forget. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he didn't play for the national team. <laughs> <laughs> Just spoilers. If you want to be like, why didn't <laughs> I guess Mbappe learned from the best. Benzema brought, him over. <laughs> Benzema brought him aside and was like, hey, man, like, let me tell you, sometimes you just got to take a break from the national team. <laughs> <laughs> it all works out in the end. Just don't blackmail your teammate's wife. <laughs> After you yeah. have sex with her. <laughs> oh my god. I didn't even that's so funny. Um I think yeah, it was dude. Debushi, Arsenal legend too. <laughs> I like that you said legend, but yes. Um <laughs> that was very, very nice of you. Uh um yeah, man. I don't know. Uh Kareem Benzema fucking slaps. And he I mean, he's pretty much the face of La Liga since Ronaldo uh, since Messi left. Um and uh even before Messi left, he was like obviously the face of Real Madrid. Um but yeah, man, he's uh he's awesome. And I'm just imagining like what could this French team could have been with Kareem Benzema all these years? But I mean they won a World real. Cups. But like imagine like I don't know. What if what do you've worked with in that 2018 World Cup they won? Like maybe Deschamps knew something we didn't and Drew not getting an assist or goal was he's like the Doctor Strange. He saw all the scenarios and he was like <laughs> This is the only scenario where we win the World Cup. <laughs> Giroud has to play. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I still stand Giroud for that World Cup performance. I know he never scored or underrated. He was critical. <laughs> he was so critical. Thank you. We're going to look back <laughs> on Olivier Giroud and be like, how did he not win that? Okay, never mind. <laughs> um, R.I.P. Yeah. He's at AC Milan still, right? Or did he leave there already? I don't know. I, I can't tell you the answer. R.I.P. I'll pour one up. Um, oh, do you want to talk shit on the Ballon d'Or? Uh, before we jump to the Balloon d'Or, I, I want to briefly talk about uh, the third-place match between um, Italy and, and uh, Belgium. and that Oh, Courtois talking has... about Courtois. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and, and, and look, if, if y'all have been listening to this pod for the past you know, a couple of years, then you know Kevin and I pretty much have the same qualms with the international break every single time it comes around. And uh, uh, to be honest, Courtois was kind enough to echo these complaints so he for sure listens big fan of the pod courtois is um he he said in an interview uh he essentially questioned why they are playing this game he brought up the workload that a a soccer star faces in an average year and the fact that they have to play this completely worthless game um and it just puts players at risk and the the belgian team 
played their B squad and the Italian team played the B squad. So why is this game even being played? And if that doesn't hit the nail on the head, I, I don't know what does. Because in the, in the France, I think it was the semifinal, uh, Raphael Varane, muscle tear. Um, I think, uh, what's his name? Sadio Mane was injured in, in a Senegal game. Um, and every single time there's an international break, there are famous stars getting injured. And I, I totally accept if it's a domestic uh, league injury, totally fine with that. It's par for the course. But in these worthless qualifiers, these worthless tournaments, such as the Nations League, it, it's just putting these players at risk and overworking the absolute piss out of them. So, you know, cheers to Courtois for calling them out in a national uh, or international interview. And I, I think he hit the nail on the head. Yeah, I I don't know. I feel as though uh, Courtois has been kind of underrated for a bit now, too. I'll say that. Hot take. I think Courtois has been very excellent for Madrid. Um, Agreed. But, Agreed. After a rocky start, certainly is a uh, steadfast goalie. Rebounded. He rebounded yes. really well. Um, but uh, only if you know ball, you know Courtois is good now. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I always don't to- forget. Streets don't forget Courtois at Chelsea. Um, <laughs> now, now, yeah, I totally are on the same page. I mean, we're so player forward uh, for the most part on this pod. And again, like international breaks, I get it. Like you got to build chemistry or something like that. Um, oh, I, I did hear this thing, Martin. Let me get your thoughts on this. So instead of doing these breaks every what, like two months or so or even sooner sometimes? I swear to God, if you spout what Arsene Wenger said, I will I will fly to Boston and slap you silly. No, I do no, not I didn't want even a say. two month break. So no two month. So two no two month break. Like one month where teams can come together and then uh, then go play the tournament. Or you'd rather? I mean, how do we fix this? There's no way to fix this. We just got to bitch about it. Uh, stop halting the prem for worthless qualifying matches. You know, this summer month that we have uh, the European Championship or Copa America or uh, um, the World Cup, instead of taking two uh, two weeks off every you know month or so, just have one month in the summer when the league is over to prepare for the World Cup and then go play in the World Cup. I mean, if you, I'm sorry, if you are Iran or if you are, you know, Andorra, you're not getting to play in the World Cup. I'm sorry, you're not good enough. We know. What if they get better? We could have like crazy underdog stories. Aren't those fun? No. Mm -mm. (laughs) Martin hates Martin hates the underdogs, like Iceland. You know, I do. I do hate Iceland. Yeah. Um, I don't. (laughs) They had a dentist as their goalkeeper. That was still so funny. Um, but come on, like you still got to figure out who qualifies to get in. Like, you know, a team can't get too big for their own heads. All right. Then here's another solution. Don't let France play, uh, Bosnia Herzegovina. Don't let England play, uh, St. Martin's islands. Like the, the teams that we already know are going to get in. They're already in have five spots in the world cup for the underdogs, have them have a little mini tournament, seeing as none of their players are on. Famous oh. teams and famous leagues, and those, the winners of that mini tournament get into the prem or so, the prem, so, the so World Cup. Let me let me do an equivalent, kind of like if you get the fourth spot in like uh, your respected league, you play in like a play-in tournament for the Champions League. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Did we and, just and solve you know, the international break? Wow, I think we did. Kevin, fucking cheers to you, brother. 
It was a group effort. This is for the collective here. We consent. We consensually got there. Can consensusly consensusly got, got there. Wow. Did you uh, know I learned a word today? A chalet. Have you ever heard of a chalet? Like a a what? A like a valet? Like the car no, people? A chalet. Pick, like, like a, a sh- house in the mountains. A chalet. Oh, I've learned a word today too. I have not heard that <laughs> word. I thought you were saying like valet and shallot together, like those cool onions that you put in stuff. No. Yeah, that's okay. what I originally thought uh my old lady was telling me when she said chalet, I was like, Do you mean shallot? Like the onion? And she was like, Are you are you fucking dumb? Like it was like yes. Well, yes, I am very stupid. Uh <laughs> thanks for reminding me. Um but oh, Cool. What was the context of the conversation? Sorry, I'm so interested. Just like, apparently, it's a mountain house, usually found in the Swiss Alps. And since we're going uh, to the Rockies for Christmas, she was like, "We're staying at my uncle's chalet." I was like, "Do you mean your uncle's chalet onion? Does he have an <laughs> onion farm? Is he like Shrek? He lives in a big <laughs> onion." <laughs> That's where my head was out. Shit. Yeah, I'm always thinking about Shrek dog. Um, okay, well. Thank you for that little tidbit. I haven't done my New York Times crossword today, so I needed that little mental stimulation. Um, okay, uh, should we bitch on the Balladour? Balladour, yeah, please. I've been waiting. Uh, um, so yeah, the Balladour uh, got leaked and then revealed the top thirty footballers who are nominated, um, and it's all over the place. It is just fucking. Families versus families on this thing. People are undecided about who deserved this year. And Lewandowski should have won it last year. And they like canceled it because uh, of COVID. Or they didn't want someone not named Messi or Ronaldo to win it. So currently it looks like Messi is the favored uh, uh, in this. Based on like betting odds and what people are saying online. But you know, those people are full of shit. Um, but there has been a big campaign for a lot of different players uh specifically Lenadowski, Messi, some that are I believe are completely unwarranted such as Jorginho that is absolutely ridiculous. Um but what do you make of it Martin? I'm not going to name all 30 people but um it's kind of your usual suspects. Yeah, I mean, I think uh we were we were chatting before the podcast. I think this is, you know, and last year, which was obviously canceled, this is uh, one of the first years that Messi or or Ronaldo, in in my opinion, are not the front runners of this. Um, and I, I think that everybody's a little confused as to who is <laughs> who is the favorite. What do we um, do going into this? Yeah, I mean, shoot, I mean, it, it has been fifteen odd years of one of them winning it with you know the odd Modric thrown in there. Um, so yeah, it's a little confusing, but if if I had to pick someone, I I still think you got to go Lewandowski. He had a phenomenal season last year um, for uh, Bayern Munich. He broke Jared Muller's record. Um, and granted, yeah, he didn't win the Champions League, but once again, he won um, the DF uh, DPK Porto Cup or whatever the their version of that FA Cup is. He won the um, domestic league again. Um, like I said, he scored 40 freaking goals. Uh, and I, I think that for me, it's a no brainer. Give it to Lewandowski. Um, I brought up Kareem Benzema. Um, I think that his goal to assist ratio, as well as stepping up, um, for Real Madrid in La Liga and, and the years after Ronaldo left has been underrated in itself. 
Um, and, you know, like you said, Kev, the front runner is messy, but at the same time, I mean, shoot, yeah, he won the Copa America, but are we suddenly awarding um, the Balloon d'Or for finally winning a, a international trophy? I, I think not. I mean, Barcelona played well, pretty dog shit. I, um, I, my, my point with you, I would say, are you, I'll let you finish, and then I'll, I'll tell you why I don't love Lenadowski because I feel as though even though he probably deserves it, I feel like the history books will say, Oh, well, they're just giving it to him this year because he was supposed to get it the year before. You know what I mean? Well, uh, I would agree if his his statistics and, and performance did not merit another nomination and another top mm-hmm. three finish. I mean, I, I think beating a 50-year-old record, scoring 40 goals in a season, and you know, bringing Bayern Munich to the edge of the Champions League final again speaks for itself. And and I mean, like you said, this is a this is a weird season. We don't really have a clear front runner, and I, I think that there should be no doubt um, that you know Lewandowski over the past two seasons, if we didn't have a a Balloon d'Or winner last year, take into account the past two seasons, and I think he's clear in a way the the best nomination we got. Um, uh, I I do think that i I just don't find a reason to give it to anybody else based on on the statistics and and achievements that they have made in the past year other than Lewandowski. yeah, I mean, if he wins it, I would not be upset. There's like three people on this list. If they win it, I'd be like, cool. It would be like Lewandowski, Messi, um, I'm trying to take a look at this list. I'm, um, I mean, we said Benzema. I mean, even Ronaldo. I mean, he's been so phenomenal for Man U so far this year. Um, and he's got like the most goals. He's got more goals than Messi. Um, yeah, Messi has one. Um, uh, I always love that they put Nicolo Conte on here because that would just make my heart so full. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, shoot, I mean, there there are some crazy players on on this. Harry list Kane. That, I mean, yeah, what he did I, last season. I, I mean, once again, I think that's a good shout, but when you compare it to Lewandowski, I think Lewandowski overshadows him. Um, and Suarez, I, I do want to. Kaku, both winning their own leagues. I mean, there's a good argument for a lot of these players. I'm just saying. Agreed, agreed. I want to hear. I mean, you said Messi is the front runner. I want to hear why Messi should win a, another Balloon d'Or and how he performed better than, than you know, like those players that you just mentioned. Uh, Lukaku, who upset Juventus for the first time in. In 12 years, uh, Suarez, who won the uh, the La Liga race after moving from Barcelona um, for free and becoming one of the most or staying one of the most lethal uh, attackers in, in La Liga. Uh, I, I just can't give Messi another award based on the fact he won a Copa America after Emmy Martinez bailed his ass out. Um. I don't know, man. If you just, you know, if you know ball, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I think his, uh, from everything I've seen all year from him was uh, unbelievable football, literally seeing how unreally poor Barcelona is right now and how he was able to keep that afloat uh, based on what is going on there. Uh, his goal assist combination is still, even though he hasn't played that well this year for PSG, which is he still is trying to get the ground running was so unbelievable. His internet. I don't know. It's just Lionel Messi. It's kind of like, Oh, even when LeBron doesn't win the NBA trophy each year, it's like, Oh, he's still the best player in the world. You know, uh, I don't know. It's that's how I feel about Messi this year, at least where I'm like, I ah, he like didn't win anything, but like, he's still like the MVP. I, I, I feel like that's, you know, kind of a, a, 
lazy argument when it comes to comparing the, the stats next to <laughs> when it, it shocker to you know the most important quote unquote the most important award in football. I mean, shit. Uh, Messi has had phenomenal seasons where undoubtedly he he was deserving of this. Um, I don't think last year he was deserving of winning uh, the Balloon d'Or. I don't think this year he is either, especially if you consider this season. I mean, he plays in in the sixth best league in the world. And yes, I said sixth, not fifth, you because respect, the Portuguese league is better now. You apparently. respect League Uber Eats, okay? You respect <laughs> Grubhub, Grubhub, ah, okay? Did you see what he said about uh, League Uber Eats? He said, they're so physical here. I I, I don't have enough space to do what I want. It's like, like a self, self-report self for La Liga. <laughs> it, it seriously is. And imagine what he would think of the Prem if he's thinking League Uber Eats is fucking physical and tough. I love this, man. I'm eating this uh, up for breakfast, lunch. No, I love Messi. I'm just telling you who I think is probably going to win also because of president, precedent uh, and history of president. the award. President uh, Biden Award. President Biden Award. Um, and I feel as though if he does win, I won't be shocked. If he doesn't, and it's like Lewandowski, I'll be like, also, I'm like, I'm not going to get upset if anyone else wins this, besides if it's like Jorginho. So that's like the only True. person in, like, True. even like, if it's even, Jorginho, we riot, Kevin. If it's Mason Mount or Phil Foden, we riot. But like, it's no, we're not going to, what's it called? Uh, I'm not going to lose it over this year because it is kind of a fun year where it is kind of a toss up and, you know, these writers get a break, like don't have a break this year. We usually just go one or one. They either go A or B. So, um, yeah, um, these French writers, man, they they need to get their shit together. Tired yeah, we of it. We were talking about that before the podcast. Like we we uh, took a second and, and realized that, oh, yeah, the, the balloon d'or is uh, decided by French football writers. Can't really trust that. Yeah, he just uh, oh, cannot cannot trust um okay was there anything else we wanted to cover in the show um did we talk about anything else like in the pre-show uh we talked briefly um mm, (laughs) let's see how my memory works after a half a bottle of wine la 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 what was the news (laughs) um you're you're doing great honey no go go keep going (laughs) Da, 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 da. What has happened in the soccer world? Uh, um, Ronaldo got 800 uh, goals altogether in his career, scored another hat trick against Luxembourg. I'm surprised he didn't sprain an ankle playing against Luxembourg. Dude, so. he fucks up Luxembourg. He is. <laughs> he, that's the country he has the most goals against. I think he has 10 now. He, oh, fuck. He is the czar of Luxembourg. He fucks up Luxembourg. He, Jesus Christ. That poor country. I don't know if they love it or hate it. You, you know, if you're getting scored 10 against Ronaldo, you're like, ah, like you're always going to be remembered for that. So it's like kind of cool. Be like, ah, That's one of the true. greatest players. So you can like hold that on your mantle. And be like, ah, Ronaldo loves scoring against us. It's like, <laughs> it's like a weird, like back when people used to say like weird flex, but okay. You know what I mean? Like I'll bring that back. That's back now, Martin. Weird flex, but okay. I dig yeah. it. Yeah, I can yeah. dig it. You were God. You were so out of it. You definitely remember people saying that. That was such a big internet thing for like a year. I, I'm, I'm, I believe you. God damn it. Okay. Um. Oh, you know what? We didn't do fan questions, but I did post this to Lad. So we'll end with this, Martin. I'm going to pose a question to you. Hit it, Hal. Um. 
so there's that new show Squid Game, which you've probably seen all over social media. I've uh, actually watched it, dude. This is the proudest moment no of way. my anti-social caught, life. I watched were, it a week before it got popular, just by happenstance. You hipstered I, I was, us. I beat you hipstered it. us in Squid Game. No way. Yeah, yeah, man. I've seen it all. I saw breaking it a week news. Before it got popular. I am ahead of the curve, motherfucker. Breaking news. Martin watched something before I did. I'm only on episode six. Oh, uh, bro. Yep. It's a spoilers. Good no spoilers. Nope, nope, nope. We're not going to ruin it for audience. Just know that you play a game, and if you don't win, you die. Um, There's a lot of squids. Yeah, tons of tons of squids. Um, that was my nickname at VMI, by the way, because I look like squid from, Ro- <laughs> squids, squid from Rocket Power because of my glasses. Yeah. Oh, dude, uh, I ran into a VMI dad on the um, light rail on the way to the Panthers game. We had a nice conversation. Oh, no His shit. His kid plays soccer. He's number two on the team right now. Uh, he plays center back. So uh, shout out to that dude. Do big things, brother. Brother. Uh, brother. That's cool, man. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, so my question was, I told you, I, I also took an edible before the show. So if I was weird during this episode, apologies. Um <laughs> You can pick one player, uh, past or present, to score a last-minute penalty. If he misses, you get eliminated. Who are you picking, Martin? Any Manchester City player, because I want to get eliminated. Jokes on them. <laughs> I w- <laughs> jokes on you. I want to die. Uh, <laughs> I am picking Mark Noble. Uh, <laughs> um, man, I am trying. If I so. If I want to die, who should I pick? Um, that's a more interesting Mares. question. Mares. Like who's who's sure? Mares is good. Sky the shit out of it. Uh, Bruno, when Ronaldo en- enters your squad. Truth. Um, Truth. Um, try and think of uh, John Terry in a Champions League final. Ooh, oh, I'm just going through fuck. famous. That weird. Do you ever? Did you ever see that weird penalty that Arsenal took during the Invincible era? I think it was in 2006. Where uh, Henri and uh, the uh, pass penalty, yeah, the Silva, yeah. the Gerberto Silva penalty. That man, yeah, that was such a um, so about, weird. Uh, Balotelli when he did his little spin kick Ooh. penalty. <laughs> that was if I want to die with flair, I'm picking Balotelli. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think. Uh, Ederson, he's great at taking PKs. Could take him. So um, we hear. Um. Okay, if I'm picking one player in the world to take the penalty and I do not die, I mean, I guess I'm taking Penaldo. I'm taking Ronaldo, man. Most experience. Um, <laughs> he's really good at it. Um, I mean, that's a pretty good shout. That or Pirlo, so we can just put it right down the middle. Oof. Oof. Uh, I, I got to jump on board with the Penaldo shout, and then I'm just going to, you know, shout out. Roy Keane, because I'm sure even if he missed that, he'd go apeshit and end up killing uh, some squid. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going with Roy Keane. He'd protect me. Yeah. So you got to pick like what happens afterwards. Um, yeah. You got to think about the, the fallouts. Yeah. Yeah. Roy Keane, a rune dog. Oh, speaking of which, I'd be remiss if I didn't say this. Apparently, there's a Rooney movie coming out uh, on Amazon. So, you yeah. said that. Yeah. It is just called Erm. Erm. Uh, um. <laughs> oh, did you see? 
Mike Ashley might buy a Darby. <laughs> I did, dude. That Sucks man is suck. evil. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That Shots. man is going to Sunderland the shit out of him. Oh, my God. If he had, I mean, he pretty much almost Sunderland Newcastle. That's why they were like, get the fuck. Get the fuck out of <laughs> On here. On multiple occasions, too. He yeah. just straight up refused to sell the club until he got $320 also, billion. I don't feel like. I don't feel good calling it a Sunderland. I Sunderland has such a special place in my heart for my buddy James, the one we who works yeah, for James Sunderland. Copley. I was gonna I was gonna say after we finished <laughs> uh talking about Newcastle, Sunderland to a die. I know, dude. That show is so depressingly good. Um it's like watching real life Bojack Horseman, just so depressingly good. I couldn't uh, get into it. I hated their accents and and quit after like <laughs> episode one and a half. I've actually not watched Bojack Horseman. I've just seen enough clips of it to be like, oh, like, no, I no, I meant Sunderland to I die. I watched Bojack oh. Horseman like a motherfucker. I love that show. Oh, I just always see clips of it and I go like, oh, yeah. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Will Arnett. Will Arnett. And then uh, what's his name uh, from Breaking Bad's in it? Um, yes. I have uh-huh. still not seen that show. Uh, wow. This this is a fun segment. Just us not knowing anything. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm glad everyone listening to this is enjoying this. Um, but yeah, Sunderland man, they they them seeing what happened, what's going on in Newcastle. That's gotta suck. That's gotta suck so much. Yeah, that literally be like watching your biggest enemy win prom king and take your girlfriend at the exact same time. And, and and you send get you to a different school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You you get expelled and he fucks your girlfriend. Poor fucking Sunderland. The streets don't forget the legends. Oh. Yeah, RIP, yeah. All the good teams. All right. Well, guys, that's our show. Uh, I think that's a great way to end the show. Poor Sunderland. Um, we'll be back. <laughs> uh next week to go over all the premier league action and uh yeah just we really appreciate you join our discord server follow us on instagram and uh twitter um and make sure to subscribe on apple itunes and spotify so uh we love you catch you later i'll be your dream i'll be your wish i'll be your fantasy I'll be your rope, I'll be your love, be everything that you need. I love you more with every breath, truly, madly, deeply do. I will be strong, I will be faithful, cause I'm counting on a new beginning. A reason for living, a deeper meaning. Yeah. I wanna stand with you on a mountain. I wanna be. Certainty.